I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today it's Nick Long. So Luke 12 verses 1 to 3 says this. Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered, so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples, saying, Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear of the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. Okay. So, this this large crowd, it says, of many thousands have gathered to hear what Jesus has to say, which is a fascinating start just to the passage that there's thousands of people literally clamouring, uh, climbing over one another to hear what Jesus has to say. Um, so that's that's an encouraging start that people are so, are so hungry for the truth, the truth that they'll know they can get from Jesus. So Jesus is addressing this crowd. He's speaking first to his disciples and he, he offers a warning, firstly. Uh, so what's he actually warning against? He says, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. So that's an interesting choice of word, uh, yeast. <laughs> um, I, I looked up uh, sort of why, why he might have chosen this word. Um, and uh, Matthew Henry offers a good explanation. He says that the, the sin of hypocrisy is compared to yeast because it, it swells a person on the inside and sours their heart. Um, which is, is a great way of putting it. So sort of immediately there, Jesus has, has um, he's painted a very vivid picture of the type of sin that he's warning against just with that one choice of word, yeast. Um, so, so yeah, he's, he's warning his disciples against hypocrisy. Specifically, he says, the yeast of the Pharisees. So we've already seen that Jesus calls out the Pharisees on the hypocrisy multiple times. Um, just earlier, we've seen him say that, you know, the Pharisees are guilty of polishing the outside of the cup when the inside is still dirty. Um, so he's warning his disciples against this hypocrisy. Um, he goes on then to say, um, there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you've said in the dark will be heard in the daylight and what you've whispered in the ear of the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. So he's, he's, he's offering further explanation here. He's saying, essentially, one day, everything that we do will be brought to light. Don't, don't be foolish enough to think that the facade you pre- present to the world will, will stand in front of God, because it won't. <laughs> God is omniscient, and one day we will all stand before him, and um, everything that is done in the dark will be brought to the light. So he's, he's offering a pretty, a pretty um, grave warning there. Don't be foolish enough to think that you can lie to God, essentially. Um, so, so Jesus has offered this warning to his disciples. Um, but how can we actually avoid hypocrisy practically day to day? You know, it's easy to sort of just say, don't be a hypocrite. What, what does that actually look like in the day to day? I think a good way of thinking about it is the Bible often says, don't do this, do this instead, because it's better, essentially. So... What is, what is something we can practically do um, and be proactive in that is the opposite of hypocrisy? And I think 
in my opinion, that is possibly integrity, the opposite of if hypocrisy is integrity. If hypocrisy is um, a discrepancy between, you know, our private life and our public life or the different moral areas of our lives, then integrity is consistency across those areas. And this is something that Jago spoke about a lot recently. If you've, if you've heard his sermon series on integrity, um, I, I think that, you know, integrity is something we should strive for to counteract hypocrisy. Um, so what does that actually look like? How do we have integrity in day-to-day life? Um, I think a good practical point uh, is to try and strive for accountability. I think integrity and accountability sort of go hand in hand. Um, James, it says in James, confess, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And obviously we have other verses like in Proverbs where it says iron sharpens iron, um, you know, as, as one person sharpens another. Um, there's plenty of scripture to say that, you know, accountability is a good way of sharpening a person. Um, to be honest, I think accountability is actually something that the modern church perhaps doesn't do that well. Um, many of you will have seen probably firsthand the damage that a lack of accountability can do to a church. I know I have. Um, a lack of accountability can cause lukewarm churchgoers, burnt out Christians. It can cause breakdown of leadership. I've seen that firsthand in church. Um, so accountability is something that we really need to strive for in order to have integrity in our faith. Um, I think that perhaps the reason the modern church doesn't actually do that so well is because some of the culture that we live in has bled into the church. We live in this individualist society that says, don't tell me what to do. I'm my own boss. You know, accountability isn't fashionable, basically. And I think that has bled into our church culture a little bit. Um, But as we often see, the way that Jesus calls us to is usually countercultural. It's not fashionable. So in a way, that's almost a litmus test of knowing that (laughs) that is probably the right thing to do if it's the opposite to what the world is doing. Um, That's probably a good thing. So what does accountability actually look like um, in the day-to-day? I mean, obviously, it means having somebody that you love and respect enough to really be vulnerable and honest with, Um, you know, um, whether that's a prayer group, a mentor, um, a close Christian friend that you've had for years or, you know, through your connect group, your connect group leaders. Um, It's about, yeah, being open and honest and vulnerable with somebody um, and and being willing to be called out. I think there's perhaps a helpful way of thinking about accountability is to sort of think of it in a two-pronged approach, which I have named um, seek the truth and speak the truth. So seek the truth is, you know, be humble enough to put yourself out there, to be vulnerable um, and to be willing to be called out for your mistakes, essentially. Seek the truth for yourself. Seek that from other people. Seek another perspective on your life because often in our sinful nature, our perspective is skewed and, you know, our, our judgment is clouded and um, we need somebody, a, somebody we trust and that we love to give us that perspective, to keep us accountable, to call us out for our mistakes um, and then speak the truth. And that is sort of the flip side of that is that offer that for other people, you know, um, be bold enough to call out people that you love on their mistakes, <laughs> to hold them accountable, to call them to integrity. And obviously this comes with the caveat of we're told to speak the truth in love. 
So, you know, that doesn't mean just waltzing up to somebody at church and telling them off for something. It means you've got to have that love. You've got to have the pre-existing relationship to be able to do that, um, to do that well, to hold somebody accountable. So that's sort of just what I want to encourage us in this morning in order to avoid this hypocrisy that Jesus is warning us against, um, to proactively seek relationships where we can be accountable. Um, it, I think it's easy at the start of this passage to see Jesus addressing his disciples and think, oh, I'm a disciple, you know, I better not be like the Pharisees. But actually, in some way or another, we've all been the Pharisees in this situation. We've all already done this. We've all already been hypocrites, whether that's just, you know, some bitterness in our heart or a grudge that we've held against our friend. Um, we've all already done it. And Jesus is saying, flee from it, don't do it again. Um, so, yeah, that's why I just wanted to encourage us in today. Um, to avoid hypocrisy, uh, we should strive for integrity. And the good way to do that is through accountability. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think it would be good to just pray about some of these things. Um, just asking God that he will help us to surround ourselves with a community of people who are willing to take the risk of offending us for the sake of our sanctification. Um, you know, we need to strive proactively to, to seek these relationships. So if we just pray, um, asking God that we would be humble enough um, to, to be held accountable by those that we love and to be bold enough um, to, to offer that for those that we love as well, to call them out, to um, speak the truth in love. Amen.